The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? Feels like it's better, it's better with you. My life, it's better, it's better with you. This is true. It's better, it's better with two. My life, Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis, Big Dog, Woof Woof McElroy. And I'm also a new brother and happy to be here, Ron Funches. <laughs> Ron Funches is our newest brother. That that's is our, true. That's our new brother, Ron Funches. We had to get rid of Griffin. They say last in, first out. You know what I mean? Yep. He's the youngest one, and we needed some new fresh blood on the show. So we brought our dear friend, Ron Funches. Yeah, it's a, it's what some would play it, call it a studio reboot. Yep. Yes. yep. Of yep. your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We started with the family first. Like Ron has been in inserted into our family for God. It's been a few months now, Ron. Where we brought you uh, in to uh, have dinner with us mm-hmm. and uh, all, all the usual Lots of salads. Yeah, yeah. Christmas gift exchanges, yeah. all the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, only now that we've perfected the and honed those rhythms that it took us decades to perfect with Griffin. Now we're ready for uh, to make a podcast together, and that's yeah. so exciting. Well, it's fun. It really didn't take that long with me. It was, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, he must have been, you know, not that enjoyable to take decades to get that repertoire that only took us weeks. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't yeah. going to say it, Ron, but that is did, accurate. Ron. You know what I mean? I just feel like, I feel like you're more our brother now than Griffin ever was. Wow. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want, I mean, I do want to say it yeah, because I felt it. I want to say so, it too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Wait, say can I get a chance saying it? Ron, say it. You feel like more like our brother than Griffin ever has or ever will. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is so. This is very exciting uh, because Ron also has a thrilling. I mean, you know, Ron from everything. Most importantly, like us, he was a, a star of Trolls and Trolls World Tour. We were only in the second one. But, uh, you know, Ron's done that with us, and Ron does they a lot of- They couldn't afford you for the first. That's right. Like, it was an indie project back then. <laughs> Ron is, does stand-up. Ron does uh, uh, a podcast. Uh, and Ron does streaming on Ron Twitch. Does streaming on Twitch. Ron does everything. But right now, I want to talk about, I'm so excited, for Chop 420 on Discovery Plus launching, uh, I guess, as the crow flies tomorrow. If you're listening to this launch day, why wouldn't you? Uh, can we just, can I just, can you just tell me what it's like? How is it, Ron? It is as if, um, at some point I just have to go like, am I dead? Is this a thing where, 
uh, I'm just living in my brain, you know, like a matrix style thing of a, a future that I created that I would have wanted where they feed me delicious foods of, of ducks and uh, extravagant items. And then they're also infused with marijuana and I get to host the show and I had to sign a contract that said, are you okay with smoking marijuana on camera? <laughs> Which most of my contracts say, please don't smoke marijuana when you get here. <laughs> how do you like keep a balance like how do you do you, have you did you like at any point did you have to like pull aside a producer and be like just a quick update i'm getting too high to do television yeah. am i too high <laughs> we're still making a tv show right <laughs> um i have a pretty good tolerance so it never really came up and also i like to be professional so um you know i didn't i have to eat that much and, and I just have to smoke on occasion. So I just try to host and have fun and then smoke after or smoke whenever was appropriate. But, you know, it never it never became an issue for me. I could have done more for personally. Now, Ron, what's it like having a high tolerance with marijuana? Because if I hear that somebody like just hearing you talk about it now Contact. is making me yeah. feel like my organs are moving around inside my body. <laughs> Um, it's nice. And also there's pluses and negatives. I think having a low tolerance is fun because then it doesn't take much at all. And you, you're happy Value. with anything. Exactly. Yeah. But then having a high tolerance can be fun because you learn to appreciate the different flavors, the different notes of things. And it can be fun. Like people who, you know, people who love wine a lot are just alcoholics, but <laughs> you, you get to still have fun with it. You know, Ron, um, I'm really really excited that we got you here because this gives us a chance to sort of um, shepherd the next generation of TV stars. Because as you know, as everyone knows, we had uh, a kind of a huge hit series called My Brother, My Brother, Me uh, on the CISO streaming network. Uh, and now I sort of, I'm so excited to pass on sort of our expertise mm -hmm. that we gained from those six episodes of television. Um, the number one thing, if I may, Justin. Yeah, please. If you need to go potty during filming, you say 10-1, and it means you have to go pee, and 10-2 means you need to make a dookie. And you say those things, and it confuses the crew, so they can't judge you for uh, releasing your, your bodily stuff. So that's <laughs> just something you need to know. I feel like that might be something our sound guy made up. <laughs> Especially the part where you have to del delineate what you'll be doing in the bathroom. Now, I can't imagine why the sound guy needs to know that. I will say the other day I, when I was doing the live stream uh, escape room, all of a sudden Neil Patrick Harris sprung up from his chair and yelled 10-1 and <laughs> ran off screen. No, it's so, a, real a live thing. stream. It's There's a yeah. real thing. There's no editing. Now, Ron, how many episodes are can we expect in the first batch from uh from Chop 420? Well, you can expect five episodes to drop on 420 on Discovery Plus. Gives you a chance to binge them all. Gives us a chance to hopefully get people to rewatch them. And and I would love to just get right back to making a new batch because I I it's my favorite job I've ever had. I'm really mm -hmm. good at it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'd like to keep doing it. And it's just, I mean, the it's so fun to me because it's 
it's like kind of a perfect mix of what I try to do. It's got the the chopped franchise, which is Ugh. like a tentpole of yeah. the cooking community. It's in the background of everyone's home. And then you add marijuana and me. It's fun. It's going to be so fun. And I just want people to give it a chance. You have the parts. Normally the hosts on these will like snatch a bite of the food, even though they're not judging, they'll mm-hmm. like get a bite, right? Does mm-hmm. is that the way does I feel like that'd be so much pressure because I I like most stuff that I eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like most things. So I feel like I would be the one who's like, no, I don't know. It seems good to me. I yeah, seems good. It's all warm all the way through and stuff. It's got salt. I love it. And then the judges would be like, you uncultured buffoon. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good my anxieties are justified yeah no you're right that's what it was like to host it but that's i felt okay with that because you know i felt if people were already because you know you get the like there's been other like pot uh cooking shows they're all like real laid back and stuff and i think this one you know people were really going for that ten thousand dollars as a lot of these chefs hadn't worked that much recently because of the pandemic of course you know and so i was like oh i can kind of like there's other people's jobs that tear apart their dishes or whatever like i think it's my job to kind of just let everybody shine and you know and kind of cheerlead for everybody and support all the people and and i'm good at that so um that's kind of what became my role in the whole show now was there was there ever a moment and i know you can't give spoilers wrong but was there ever a moment where somebody finished their dish and realized they forgot to put marijuana in it and just kind of sprinkled it on top (laughs) (laughs) yes <laughs> yes. I knew it. I knew yes, it. Yes, there was. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's get into like let's I mean, I want to help people. Yeah, dude. Especially we have somebody who actually knows what they're talking about for a change. Um let's go. My friend and I have been talking a lot and in the past several conversations we have had, she has mentioned a hat that I knitted for her. She had thanked me many times for it and made comments about how much she likes it. I had no memory of ever giving her a hat, but I do knit. So I assumed I gave it to her a long time ago and it had slipped my mind. For this reason, I've mostly just given a vague, you're welcome anytime. Recently, I was at her house and she pointed out the very well-made hat to me. Brothers, I did not make this hat. Brothers and Ron Funches, I did not make this hat. She has now asked me a couple times whether she can pay me to make another one like it. Do I agree to make her another hat under the guise of being the original hat's creator? Do I come clean and face questioning about why I pretended to remember making the hat? (laughs) (laughs) That's from Knitting Confusion in North Carolina. You should have told the truth the first time. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to tell people this, but I feel like if you lie one time... That's kind of you've made that decision. I don't know. I feel no, like you, you gotta commit to the lie now. You gotta commit now. You've made a prison of lies and you're living it. This feels like a different scenario though, because they didn't lie. Someone said, did you make that hat? And they thought, well, I've made a lot of hats. I don't remember it, but probably, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I don't know. I think that that was just more of like, you know, you assumed you made the hat. No, no. She pointed the hat out. Did you remember the part from the story now, where the friend pointed the hat out to you at their house? But that was after they had already said that they made it. 
That was after the assumption. The, well, let's call it what it is. You're not wrong. The lie. But it was kind of an accidental lie. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can no. I point out one thing? Please. And I'm not a judge. I'm very uh, sex positive in all terms. But this person sounds like a bit of a hat floozy. <gasps> okay. Yeah, it, I didn't want to say it. random but... hats from whoever to the point that they don't know where they got the hat from. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> there, how many hats is this person getting? Yeah. Well, get get they all got the hats that. you want out there, but don't <laughs> don't then turn around and then make other people feel bad about it. I feel yeah. like maybe, yeah, you go ahead and say, I will make you another hat. And, but it doesn't have to be like that hat. You just go, look, each one is a piece of art that I've made. That was the mood I was in for the previous hat. And now you get this other style hat. I bet you they don't. They won't say anything. I'm not the me I was when I made that hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And that's not a lie. A right? You're not. You're not the lot. person who made that hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Um, You know what? We said that once you lie one time. But, but Travis kind of inadvertently made a decent point in that um, you did have a one off ramp. You had a chance. You had one chance when you saw the hat to be like, oh, okay, this is, I'm sorry. I was confused about a different hat. This is not my work. I'm, I think there's a miscommunication, but you didn't do that. And that yeah. was your last chance. You didn't do that. Yep, and yep, now yep. you have to live with this. You cannot go back. It's too wild. Yeah. That was when the mistake only, was made. The only out now is to truly just like borrow that hat. I go like, I'm going to need this hat to recreate it. And then you just have to spend your life trying to recreate that hat perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I think that's your only option. You could also just stop talking to this person. Oh, that's um, that's cut him out of your life. Yeah, yeah, that's always an option. I take that's that one right so there. many times. Uh, I ha- would you guys like a Yahoo answer? Uh, oh man, it's still a little fresh. The wound's still a little fresh because it is uh, dying on. Um, well, I mean, the last day to submit questions is tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Trav. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I. I, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I'm filling in for Griffin here. Uh, so it's weird. This is uncharted territory for me. But here we go. Uh, this was sent in uh, by Ben Kent, I believe the Wizard Ben Kent, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's asked by uh, an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Griffin McElroy. And Griffin McElroy asks, "Do you think frogs even like eating bugs, or is it just their nature instinct?" I like this question because it does posit the idea of like a, a frog like eating a bug and be like, oh, <laughs> I wish I could eat something else. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, I I mean, I guess bugs are just, I think it is probably instinctual. Well, would you have to be taught where bug your, your parents probably have to teach you which ones are bugs, right? Because otherwise parents? you're going to think apples are like very large stationary bugs, you know, or cars are like gigantic metal bugs that you can eat like your parents have to teach you bug from not bug i would assume well do you think that after a while like you you eat bugs for a while and then you see like a human being like having a hamburger and you're like wait hold on what the fuck is that no no i don't you don't mm-hmm. think that happens no, i don't okay. think so no it's so big you know I mean, it wouldn't I even occur to you you're you out there in the swamp there's a lot of options 
There's other yeah. things. There's tadpole. Oh, man, I guess you wouldn't eat a tadpole. Oh, God, be, no. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be ghoulish. That'd you want to get yourself kicked out. Yeah. Kicked out of your frog family. I like to see what happens with that one, to tell you the truth. But I feel like you you love the bug. There's other options you could be having, and you're choosing the bugs. I mean, I like crabs. Well, crabs, but bugs of the sea, you know? Who, who are point. we? Who are we? Who are we to judge frogs? No, I was just asking who we were. Just generally. Oh, 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 Ron, um, we're the McRoy brothers. Yeah, you, us three. Oh, yes. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like nature is part of it, but there's definitely some trial and error. Right? I mean, you're definitely going to eat something that's not a bug, and it turns out it was a pop cap. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't want that. And also, I feel like they eat certain bugs, right? Not every bug passes the test. There's some type of palate involved. (laughs) You gotta like some bugs more than other bugs, I guess. Well, I mean, Timon and Pumbaa did teach us that, like, one, bugs are uh, delicious. But two, there's gotta be bugs that frogs are like, oh, shit, yeah, that bug, that's the best bug. We Mm -hmm. love eating those bugs. Those bugs, though, those are the bad-tasting bugs. We don't like those bugs. Probably. That's simple science. That sounds very scientific. It's just science. Uh, here's another question. While in a car with my new coworkers, I was offered a piece of hard candy I had never tried before. I gratefully accepted and I was enjoying the candy when I realized it was chewable. Now I'm sitting in the back seat trying desperately to figure out if this is supposed to be gum or something to be eaten. I've been setting the way my coworkers are moving their jaws and I still don't know what this candy is. What should I do? I really don't want to embarrass myself in front of my new friends. It's from Flemix in Florida. Wow. Well, first of all, they've probably been holding on to this for a long time now. They've yeah. Been... <laughs> yeah, there's no way we've gotten to this person in time to help. It's got to be stale by now. Or their mouth, they're just really chewing. I enjoy that the person, this question asker, did not tell us what candy this is. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. It's a new experience to them. They don't even know. Okay, okay, Which okay, is the okay. thing that I like about them, first of all, <laughs> that they were open to new candies. I like that as a person to me that tells me <laughs> that th- you've already found friends that are going to like you and enjoy you, that, th- that you were open and willing to try a new candy experience you never had before. I'm going to, even if it's new to you, I refuse to believe you got a friend up in the front and they're like, hey, do you want Candy? Do you want a candy? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, everybody, I'm going to enjoy a candy. <laughs> you like to enjoy a candy with me? Like, well, no one would you. say it that way, you serial killer. They would I say know. a piece of candy. That's so nondescript. <laughs> I couldn't answer that. How do I know if I, what if you got good and plenties up there? And I'm going to subject myself to that. Come on. Now, first of all, good and plenties oh, are don't fine. Don't disrespect the. Thank you so much. Oh, God, I'm outnumbered. Get Griffin back. <laughs> you, and I understand if you've had uh, the the most majority of good and plenties of stale and inedible bricks, but if you just happen to have a lucky day of finding a fresh batch of good and plenties, it'll <laughs> it'll change your opinion. Really, Ron? I just can't. I can't get on board with it. Maybe it's like I, you know, it's been a long time since I've tried them. I'm older now, and I've learned a lot. About the it world is a and grown stuff. person's candy. That's okay. the, it's yeah, an that adult is candy. It, you need a, ma- a mature 
palate to enjoy a good and plenty. I also, mm-hmm. I think I have a soft spot in my heart for good and plenty because they, they're basically the name of them were like, there's fine, they're fine, and there's a lot of them, right? <laughs> like the claim to fame is they're okay and there's more than you expect. <laughs> Which is true. They feel it to the brim. Yeah. They, they know what they are. You know, they're not called like excellent and plenty. They're good. They're That's good. Ex- okay, but you have, okay. But what <laughs> what you have said it has a grain of truth, not the good part, but the plenty part is interesting because most snack or junk type foods market themselves on their craveability. Yep. Like if you think about Pringles, like once you pop the, the fun, don't stop, laced potato chips, bet you can't eat just one, right? What good and plenty has the guts to say is you will get to a point where you're like, I've had plenty of these. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. I think, I think I don't need any There's more right more now. There's more than the one serving in, in here. And this is fine. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Exactly. I'm at a good level with these. <laughs> yeah, well, you just need something to chew on. That's yeah. That's what good and plenty is there for. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's it's a fair point. What was the question? Oh, I don't, just swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going to swallow it one way or the other. Might as well swallow it right now. Just swallow it. Yeah, and if it started off as a hard candy that got chewable, odds are it's a candy, not a gum. Like, I don't know many gums that start off that way unless you're like a... Even the hardest of the icebreakers, you know, aren't like a hard candy. I think it must be a candy with a gooey, chewy middle in the same family of a good and plenty or M&M's. I have been tricked by a Mentos before because a Mentos, Mm. it's original, right, is seems so much like gum and is not. And then there's Mentos gum, which is almost exactly the same as Mentos. Except it's, so it's gum. It's 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 really fucking with me, guys. I think you figured out what it was. I think it must be a Mentos. It's a, gotta be, right? It's gotta it's confusing be a fruity as shit. Mentos. I guess. I mean, I guess it's possible. Anything's possible in this world, but I don't know. You just gotta dream. I guess you just swallow it. Um, that's actually where I'm gonna come down. No matter what it is, and and I think that you're I think you can later be like, that candy was great. What was that? Oh, maybe can you stash it? Can you kind of park it like you're supposed to do with nicotine gum? Just like park it behind your lower lip and just be like, oh, that was great. I've finished it. I've either spit it out or swallowed it. <laughs> I finished <This> is- mine. <laughs> Tell me what I'm done with my candy. I'm done. <laughs> what was that again? I want to buy more later so I can either swallow more or spit out more pieces I of it. Yes, first. I'm done. <laughs> my candy <laughs> experience is complete. <laughs> This is why cars should never have gotten rid of ashtrays in the door handles. Because that's where you could have hidden this, but not now. There's not a good receptacle for this in cars these days. Bring back car ashtrays. You guys remember those? Yeah, I love the yeah, car ashtray and the Lincoln Continental. Ooh. Oh, fancy. <laughs> I didn't realize we were dealing with royalty. <laughs> um... I work in an engineering company, and my coworker Kyle has been acting strange lately with others and myself. He pins blame on other people and uh, out, outright avoids projects with, with problems, but he's fine with, with me for some reason. I have no quarrel with him and relatively just chill with others. We are going out to a brew house tonight with everyone in the department invited. Should I invite Kyle? Mm-hmm. That's for anti-social engineer in York. 
Oof. Kyle on the outs. Poor Kyle. Hmm. He seems like he's making this problem. Here's the thing, though. Kyle seems fine with the question asker for some reason. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to throw that away. You don't want to get on Kyle's bad side. Hmm. That's true, because that way, if you can play both, you get the full scope of the office, right? Yeah. You get the anti-Kyle people telling you things, and then you can have the Kyle telling you his <laughs> crazy your, side. Of your me. little Kyle birds. <laughs> your little Kyle birds telling you all your secrets. Yeah. I want to keep a Kyle on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I want to ostracize Kyle. Especially, you might be all that Kyle has, and that's going to be hurtful. I think that's more important to foster that relationship with Kyle because. He really depends on you. Yeah. And I don't think you can just sort of toss him by the wayside, you know? You might be able to bring Kyle back to the fold. You know what I mean? You might be able to reach out and help Kyle. Exactly. Because it says he's been acting strange lately. Kyle wasn't mm. always like this. Mm. Mm. Something's happened to Kyle. Something's going on with Kyle. And Kyle, Kyle divided against himself cannot stand. You got to help true. Kyle out. You got to build Kyle up, not tear Kyle down. Yes, behind every powerful Kyle, there is a good friend. You can be <laughs> that friend. It's maybe time to invent something that happened with Kyle that you can tell everybody else that they'll be nicer to Kyle. Is that an, like Kyle's been going through a hard time lately? I, I well, think what kind of hard time? You I can say heartbreak. And it, heartbreak is so versatile. It, it it really is because people might assume romance, but you can have your heart broken about a lot of things. You know? Yeah, heartbreak can come from anywhere. <laughs> Welcome to our comedy podcast. <laughs> well, anything Ron, can make you sad, my friend. <laughs> Ron, you've probably had pretend jobs for about as long as we've had pretend jobs. Mm -hmm. Do you find it hard to reconnect to questions like this and remember what it was like to to have like coworkers that that you needed to navigate on a daily basis? Instead of just sort of like transient relationships that, that come and go with the with the with the ebb and flow of the entertainment industry, <laughs> never heard it put so well. Uh, yeah, um, and I can still you no know, because I've always used it as motivation. I can still like hear a, a bank call center uh, phone calls going off in the back of my head, so I can still remember it. But that's also what makes me feel like, yeah, th it, this is a make or break deal, right? Because Kyle's going to find out about this party no matter what. Yeah. No, uh, no matter what, th Ron makes a great point. It is 100% assured Kyle will find out about the party. Especially if people don't like Kyle. They will tell Kyle, I didn't see you there. Where were you, Kyle? They will tell Kyle. Mm -hmm. I say, bring Kyle, what's the worst that could happen with him just coming out? Oh, he bl blames other people and he avoids work. That sounds like a cool guy in regular life to me. Yep. Not, yeah. You're outside company hours. You leave the company stuff at home at five o'clock. You're like, let's go just hang as regular people. And what's going on the day work doesn't matter anymore. Unless it's your company, then that's the then it's the problem. Hey, uh, Ron, that actually reminds me of me to ask you. Does the cast of Trolls ever get together and hang out? Because we haven't been getting those invites, if that's the case. Yeah, if that's been happening, we haven't been on that list. Like, are you and Anna Kendrick hanging out a lot? I didn't know. I mean, I thought you, I just thought you guys were busy. Oh, okay. 
Huh. Okay, so Sam Rockwell's doing. That's what they told me every time, you know, yeah. at the at the crew on the cruise. There's on, a cruise on, on the troll in the last year. Rob, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, Ron, we were supposed to. This is gonna be hard for you to hear, but we were supposed to go to the premiere of the movie. Yeah. Now they did explicitly tell us we couldn't bring anybody. <laughs> they wouldn't, and, the, and they wouldn't pay for our flights. Yeah. But <laughs> well, well, we were somewhat invited. They would, they would permit our fucking human meat <laughs> into yeah. this space with the other people, where we would be within like. Oh, probably not. We would probably be in the overflow party where you're seeing Justin Timberlake on a jumbotron yep. run through for five minutes. But um, the and really the greatest hole of COVID, uh, it it we, we that got that didn't happen because they didn't do that, so we didn't get to go to that, and that was probably like our one big, I feel like our one big shot. That was our chance. I was sad about that too because my my mom was sad because she wanted to meet Mary J. Blige and I wanted to meet George Clinton. So I also understand sad. And if it makes you feel better, I let you know that I shot something just yesterday that uh, the assistant director wanted to let me know that while because I was coming in at the time I did, I technically wasn't supposed to have lunch if I wanted <laughs> if I was really hungry. But find a way to get me something. <laughs> That's the kind of glamour that awaits you <laughs> in the entertainment industry. <laughs> What's great about that? No, that's why I have to know. Stop. Don't okay. move forward, Ron. I have to know what your response was. Were you hungry enough where you're like, see what you can scrounge, please? <laughs> no, I was actually at that point very, very thankful that my wife had packed me a protein shake so that I could just go, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your pity PLT. Yeah, I don't need your. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's wild that the stra- the different like strata of that. You, know, I'll tell you a wild thing. You've probably seen stuff like this, but we did our. Um, I don't know if you heard, but we did six episodes of a streaming TV show. And <laughs> it was on season network. Yeah, it was on the season network, and we shot it. And well, what what the heck, Trav? Did we shoot that in 2016? Is that right? Yeah, Does that feel right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we shot that in 2016. Um, the the craft services table, which if you don't know some of the lingo going in, is where they put like food and drinks. And we had a micro, micro budget for this show. So there wasn't really money for that. There was mainly like old styrofoam containers of people's food that they didn't take for lunch. And like, I think a few granola bars. Yeah. And then when they did the promo photos for it, they, the, they had a photographer fly in and it, and the photographer in the photography area had the most lavish spread of snacks and treats I've ever seen in my entire life. For <laughs> us, like it was like yeah. a, it was like a step parent trying to impress the kids. Like, <laughs> oh, strange. Doug like, gave me a dog. Yeah, I want every day to be photo day. This is amazing. Look at this, guys. This is fantastic. Oh, I've been on a couple of CISO shoots. I knew the the Trader Joe's crafty that they had there of a, a couple protein bars and uh some crystal geyser waters that usually was about <laughs> the gist of it <laughs> we went see we shot in Huntington, west virginia so we should we could we were murdered for trader joe's yeah you kidding, kidding me, me? Oof. Uh, i i noticed that every this is getting more specific but i think why not we're, we're all here we're all friends here i've found that most in the very few instances and it has been obviously quite a while uh, in a very few instances, I've been near craft services table. One common mainstay is a big jug of trail mix. Yep. 
And I think that's very interesting because that seems like a bad choice for the environment. Because they, what they expect you to do is get a little styrofoam bowl, uh-huh. I guess, and just carry around a little bowl of trail mix. And also, often there are spoons involved. And- yeah, like I'm going to mm-hmm. spoon out some trail mix for myself and just wander around with it. Yeah, into your hand, into your paw. And that way, it is very eco-friendly. Uh, but that's gone now because of COVID. They don't, there's yeah. a big jug of trail mix. Ugh, COVID. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Takes well, everything from me. How is it? How have you been? Uh, how, so the past, like, I don't know. What has it been? It's been almost exactly 13 months since things went sideways. How you been? How you been handling it, Ron? It's always ups and downs, ebbs and flows. You know, it was terrifying for the first couple of months and not knowing because stand up was always uh, not just my main source of income, but my how I kind of defined myself. So kind of mm-hmm. forced me to redefine myself as more of a full person which i think is probably for the best and then it just allowed me to start doing other things like the twitch and the uh, more voiceovers and and be home more with my family and which was a true blessing to get you know married and hang around with my son as he's getting ready to turn 18 before he's you know doesn't want to hang out with me anymore (laughs) so and then you know taking some opportunities i never i might not have done before like the the chop 420 or you know i got a movie coming out called golden arm on the 30th so at the end of it i'm like things are kind of okay i'm all fine and it makes me more grateful for when i can go back and do stand up uh whenever i can well i mean i'm going out and do some in may so i'm trying nice just stay grateful and happy did you pick up any hobbies any non-entertainment hobbies? I started taking singing lessons, but that, I mean, that sounds like, but it wasn't for like entertainment. It was just for me. So I just started taking some singing lessons and do that um, every Tuesday when I can. That's nice. I recently yeah. started taking blacksmith classes, but that is for entertainment purposes because I would like <laughs> to win Forged in Fire. have you found it have you found it hard we were kind of jokingly grousing about this last week have you found it hard to like or maybe two weeks i don't know have you found it hard to like come up with new uh uh creative ideas have you been like creatively stymied at all by like the lack of of new inputs Mm -hmm. uh from the outside world oh yeah i haven't written a joke in probably a year for sure uh i was gonna ask is it like hey anyone ever notice how sometimes you come down for breakfast and your favorite chair <laughs> like moved a little bit to the right. And you're like, whoa, who moved my chair? You know what? You guys know what I'm talking about. Have you guys ever noticed that my wife, Sydney McElroy, does this one thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much you got it. Lack of stimulus, you know. But I've been able to write. Uh, I did write a couple things, but I just would change it to other things. Instead, of, you know, I wrote a couple um, just script ideas, some treatments out and try to do it that way, which isn't as as instantly gratifying as doing stand up, but I felt like, you know, when you write in jokes, it, it, if you can't practice them, if you can't get in front of an audience, they just kind of get stale. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. No, no. Uh, so I just I was like, well, hey, Ron, start- that was a very yeah. cute sneeze process. Yeah, adorable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's that I am who I am. <laughs> Now that we've gotten that out of the way, all of that personal personal stuff, because I think it's nice to check in. And we have, honestly, it's kind of self-serving because I have not a lot of other adults to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it is, <laughs> I'm kind of using this to my own end, so I'm sorry to uh, to listeners for abusing your, your, your time that way. But, hey, all these perspectives. I feel like 
the real downside of this is going to be when people start writing a lot about it and it's like the everyone's experiences are so similar i feel like this is going to be like it's going to uh uh have this one period like if you set a movie in this time period are you going to like do i guess you just won't right well we're just all going to pretend we didn't do this for a year Correct. that's what i feel like i feel like maybe one person gets to do a great one and that's right. it and then other than that like i don't i that's what i've been noticing from going out and doing some stand-up is that when people get on stage and they start like being like oh i went through this and that people are all like yeah Uh yeah we all did and so it's like i think um and what i truly enjoy is that people are just wanting to be like hey i've been stressed out just be silly and make me happy and i'm like that's what i mean that to me is um was what i realized like oh that's my that's my job that's my purpose right now if things are super stressed out not to be like well I, can you believe this is going on and and i'm poking a hole at this it's like let me try to relieve some stress you know yeah uh can i do a, a quick poll real quick for our listeners and, and a poll you, a poll sure. yeah um people listening and and of course my two brothers Ron and Justin um when you picture a movie about COVID and like starring someone and they're having the experience. Does anybody else picture Steve Carell or is that just me? It's just immediately something about it makes me think Steve Carell is going to be the star of the movie about someone's experience through COVID. Um, I don't, I have not gotten that uh, necessarily. I, I guess I kind of, uh, for some reason, imagine Jason Siegel. Who uh, sort of ha- seems like, oh, like, oh no, something else happened to Jason Siegel. Seems like <laughs> not again. A lot of the stuff that's happening with him. Um, uh, and I feel like Jason Siegel would be the one to make one. Oh, um, he's so tall. It's Jason Statham, and he shrinks down. Uh-huh. And he okay. takes yes. COVID directly. Yeah, fuck yes. He takes a fight to COVID. Yes. Where's that Osmosis Jones sequel? <laughs> yeah, where they yes. like. <laughs> There's a bad dude. There's a real bad dude on the block now. Now we really gotta get in there. Now (laughs) it's all animated except live action. Jason Statham, who's been shrunk down inner space style to get in there and fight alongside Osmosis Jones, and I believe a Tylenol pill. Uh, Well, it was it was not real. Uh, It was Drix. uh, uh, Was so it was not a Drixenol. So it's not a real time. Oh, right, 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 right. And yeah. and they were fighting Anthrax, if I remember correctly. His name was just Thrax, but yeah, that is the that was the implication <laughs> that it was Anthrax that they were fighting. One white blood cell and I believe a uh, cold and flu pill were gonna yeah. take out Anthrax. What a wild movie. And they were all inside uh, Bill Murray's body. Um more movies should take place. This was where this one should take place. I don't want to yeah. give Bill Murray COVID, but if anyone could make make something out of it, he can. Yeah, I hope he's been being safe. I hope, he's I safe. hope so. Hope he's not I crashing so. weddings. I don't know. I, I I would actually. I would love to ask just random people on the street. Like, do you think Bill Murray's been safe for the past <laughs> year? Because I feel like it's fifty fifty in my head. I have no idea. He's a bit of a recluse, so he could have just dialed that up a little bit and been like super recluse, but he also seems to like appearing in places. Hmm. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick break uh, from the, the the hubbub of making a podcast to sell things to you. Uh, and attempt to, to sell things to you in a segment we call The Money Zone. The Money Zone. That's better, actually. 
Thank you. I wanted. I knew. I knew you had your own, but I want to. You know, I, as the littlest brother, I just want to do my part. Well, we sent Ron out of the room because honestly, he's a guest here and he shouldn't be exposed to such crass commercials. He's also he's afraid of he's afraid of commercials. He's, he's afraid of commercials. He he said he'll I'm never he's an artist. Yeah. Uh but we're not. We're no. shills. <laughs> no. And first up in the, in the shill station, which is what we're gonna start calling this segment, uh, is honey. Now this one isn't isn't that hard for me to shill because I actually use and uh really like honey a lot. It, well, yeah, you you eat smack rolls of it all the time. No, Travis, that was in my younger, uh, more poo centric days. These days, uh, for me, it's all digital, honey, baby. That's uh, it's what? a shop. It's a shopping friend, a shopping companion that lives in your browser. When you're about to check out, honey's like, whoa, 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 wait, you're gonna pay full price? Give me a second, and then it goes and looks at the whole internet to see if it can save you some money with uh, coupon codes or whatever. I bought some uh, some headphones not too long ago. And they were like supposed to be like a hundred and some bucks, and what? Honey saved me like ten dollars. It was amazing. Um, and every time you check out, Honey does that. Like, hold on, let me see if I can get you a cheaper price. And it's free, free to use. Uh, it's it's fan, it's fantastic. Uh, and it says, uh, if if you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out on free savings. And I'm gonna take out that could. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. You probably are, you, well, but you still, Justin. You still said probably. Just say you are. You you are. <laughs> it's free. It's installs in seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com/brother. That's joinhoney.com/brother. Go check it out right now, and I I promise you're going to save a little do re me. It's so funny, funny. Justin. It's so funny that you feel connected. To, to honey because I feel very connected to stamps. Mm. I love the things I've used them. I've had them used on me. Mm. Um, by which I mean people have sent things to me using stamps, not that people put stamps on me and ship me like I was Flat Stanley. Sure, I understand. Yeah, you I'm get me. You. And I'm so that's you. why I love stamps.com because I love stamps, but I don't necessarily like going anywhere other than where I already currently am at any given moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to take trips to the post office, I want to just be able to send things from my home. So stamps.com allows me to mail and ship anywhere right from where you are, right from your computer, right? So whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out letters, or even a giant warehouse. Uh, It's important, I think, to include the warehouse part. Or even a giant sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle all of that with ease. With Stamps.com, you get uh, discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. So stop wasting time going to the post office. Yeah. And go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code, my brother, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. What are you waiting for? Do it. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in my brother, all one word. That's stamps.com, promo code my brother. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Max Fun Drive 2021 is coming. It'll be May 3rd to May 14th. To get in the spirit, we ask folks like you to let us know what maximum fun and our shows mean to them. 
You know, the, the Maximum Fun Network is really important to me because it is not just a collection of podcasts, but it is a lifestyle and a value system. The podcasts frequently and deftly float between meaningful and irreverent, in one moment drawing attention to social issues, and in another making dick jokes about Klingons. It shouldn't work, but it does. And I have to believe it's because Max Fun's podcasts are, at their core, thoughtful and kind and human during a time that has often felt cold and isolated. So keep being great and doing what you do. Max Fun Drive will be May 3rd to May 14th, 2021, and you won't want to miss it. Brilliant apps, drive exclusive gifts, and maybe some surprises. Want to directly support the hosts of the show we just jumped into? Come back May 3rd for Max Fun Drive. Okay, do you guys want to hear another Yahoo Answers question? Please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, this was sent in uh, by Michelle Smith. Uh, and, and the question here, this is asked by Bush. Which celebrity could eat the most hot dogs if given the time and motivation to do so? Ooh. And let me be clear here. I think the answer to this could literally be anybody, right? But yeah, I, I, I don't think it has anything to do in like with sort of their 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 the physical body. I think Correct. it's more about like the spirit. Because if you look at the, some of the competitive eaters, they're not people who you feel like have been eating like a like they they're surprising. It's a surprising thing. And the best part about this question to me is one word, and that is motivation. Given the motivation to eat. The motivation, right? They have to save their village or something. Right. I don't know, whatever the motivation may or be. Or like if they switched up some of the like qualifications to win an Oscar this year. You know what right. I mean? It was like, whoever can eat the most hot dogs, right? I have two answers. Okay. 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 The first answer I think is probably the most logical answer. As this person, I think, can eat a lot. We've seen it on their Instagram that they can eat quite a bit when given the motivation. They also work out a bunch. And I okay. think yes. they are the perfect specimen. Yep. They are the Beyonce for boys. Yep. The only person that could be both president and a competitive eater. Yeah. That is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I yeah. mean, it's a perfect answer. I mean, it's 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 indisputable. Um, and he seems like a highly motivated man, right? Highly motivated, to put it away. Like, yeah. highly he motivated. Seems, the Rock seems like if he put his mind to anything, he would do it, right? Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second answer is Helen Mirren. Because oh, okay. she commits. She commits to everything. She does commit. See, I think Clooney could put him away. I think Clooney, I, I could see him being suave and looking cool while he does it. But just kind of quietly consuming an absurd amount of hot dogs. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck could eat a bunch Ben of Affleck dogs. could. Oh, if they challenge. I would like to see the three uh, Ocean's Eleven leads, of course. Which are, <laughs> I, I think the three of them, Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck. No, wait. <laughs> Matt Damon. I always get those two confused. Matt Damon. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Clooney sit down and just have a hot dog eating contest. I'd like, I'd pay to see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That feels like one of the pranks they would have had. They they love pranks, and it feels they like love they love their pranks. They do love their pranks. They, That's a good point. You guys know about that time that uh, the Clooney shit in a cat box, <laughs> Travis? That's real. It was, it was a prank. 
It's a prank. It sounds apocryphal to me, but no, I don't this know. is a prank. He was staying. I'm trying to remember who he was staying with. It was something weird, like maybe Danny DeVito or somebody. We were staying with him, and every morning, uh, Cleaning would clean the person's cat box before they woke up. And so, for like a week, the person thought that the cat wasn't going to the bathroom. And so, then one morning, Clooney took a dump in the cat box and left it there for the person to find. And the person was like, holy shit, cat just made a big human-sized dookie. That's such a wild, can I say something? That's such a wild way to balance out the karma of cleaning out the person's litter box. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone would be like, was George Clooney a good house guest? And you just sit there in silence for 10 minutes. And you're like, well, shit. Um, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I do hate cleaning the litter box. Also, <laughs> can we also imagine, like, they're usually enclosed, so yeah. right. He had to climb in there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. He was he was motivated, and he did it. He figured it yeah. out. <laughs> he wasn't going to get shown up by that contortionist from the from the uh, Ocean's movies. George Clooney can do that too. I can That's do that true. for sure. Give me a half hour to get in this cat box real quick. <laughs> I was in Tomorrowland. Come on. It was break. Richard Kind. <laughs> it was real. I looked it up. The- Sorry, he was staying at Richard Kind's house. Yep. God, that's a house party. I'd love to get an invite do that to. to Richard Kind. <laughs> it is very terrible. It's terrible. Seems, Don't do that yeah, to Richard Kind. He seems like he's balancing as it is. If you ah, oh, that seemed like that would send him off. I don't want that for him. He's such a <laughs> his kind's in his name. You don't do that. Yeah. To Richard when did when did I turn into Richard Mean? <laughs> well, it's quite a story. <laughs> Let me indulge you. Do you know? Have you ever heard of the show ER? <laughs> well, sit down, my friend. I got a tale to tell. <laughs> Do you remember a guy from the first two seasons of Roseanne? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that George Clooney was also on a sitcom called ER. Isn't that weird? You guys ever think about that? It's weird. He got eventually. He was also on a drama called ER. It's weird. He's, I guess if somebody tries to make a show with ER in it, he's just gonna show up. Like, let me in there. Yeah, get him. I got E and an R in my name. No problem. Oh. Ron, here in a second, we're going to yell squad. You'll get it. You'll see what happens. I want to munch squad. That's our cue. I want to munch squad. Welcome to Munch Squad. It's podcast within the podcast, profiling the latest and greatest in brand eating. And we've got a lot of great news to you. Uh, uh, Fazoli's, this is not a joke one. A lot of times they're funny. I just want to give everybody a heads up that Fazoli's is rolling out their wings system-wide. This is breaking oh. news. Finally, um, in it, there's a, they've been having wings at some locations since September. One of the gifts of COVID is that I get to say the phrase new virtual wing concept, Wingville, from Fazoli's. They've been sneakily rolling these out to you via DoorDash and Grubhub, but now the time has come for uh, all Fazoli's to have these wings. Menu innovation continues to be a key ingredient in Fazoli's recipe for success, says Fazoli's Chief Marketing Officer, Jody Conrad. Delivery and drive through have both seen unprecedented sales growth for some time now. 
I mean, I have a theory about that, Jody. If you want to take a seat, I have some hard news for you to hear. Uh, it's been impossible to eat in restaurants for 13 months. So, but hey, we knew how innovating our menu with an easily transportable product like wings would be the perfect solution to leverage this shift in ordering channels. Whew. Wow. Wings have been a big contributor to our impressive achievements over the past seven months. So we look forward to seeing this trend continue as we start serving them nationwide. Now, have you guys ever been at a Fazoli's and they give you a piece of pizza and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? How can I get this home? This isn't transportable at all. Mm. No. No, exactly. But that's not our, that's not our big story. Okay. Our big story was sent to us by Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. It's slightly out of our per, our typical purview. And I do mean purview. Okay. Because Fancy Feast <gasps> has released Petite's Feast Cookbook, a recipe guide for humans inspired by their new single serving what? entrees for cats. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm don't get ahead of me now. No, Justin, I just want to know just a quick status update. Uh we we haven't even uh pardon the pun, scratched the surface. <laughs> and I'm ahead of me now. Have no idea what's happening. Yeah, then the, then just take a seat, friend, because I'm here to tell you straight from the beautiful city St. Louis. Fancy Feast, the most popular brand of gourmet wet cat food <clears throat> in the US, is celebrating the launch of Petites, their premier line of single serve entrees by releasing a companion cookbook for humans. Okay. With the new Fancy Feast Petites Feast cookbook, cat owners and fans of the brand... (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Explain to me why you need to delineate between cat owners and fans of Fancy Feast. You don't have to own a cat to like Fancy Feast. (laughs) You can just support the brand. I just like what they're doing over there. I just think they're doing good work. Fans of the brand can now cook meals inspired by their cat's favorite dishes. Oh boy. But made for you. Okay. Available for download. That shows a lack of conviction, I think. <laughs> Print this motherfucker. Let's go. Get it on eBay. Careful. Careful. Uh, this single surf cookbook features 12 delectable human recipes inspired by your cat's new favorite petites entrees. Now, this is a weird little weird little cul-de-sac they've they've included here is that the recipes are also single serve uh-huh which i think well they'd have to be kind of they're kind of ju- it's a little judgmental no I feel like no I'm that's just knowing ju- the audience of a person who would buy a fancy feast cookbook you yes, are cooking that- for one and also your ca- but maybe for 12 cats but one person yeah, fair. You should actually take the time to dine with each of your cats. And if that means you have to eat 12 single serving meals, so be it. Uh, you have to give each of them the attention they deserve. Now, these are carefully crafted by Fancy Feast's in-house chef, hmm. Amanda Hasner, along with guest additions from James Beard I Award nominee, Jarell Guy. With this. Yeah, uh, James Beard Award nominee, Jarell Guy, and actor-turned-baker, Josh Snyder. The Petite's Feast Oh, and cookbook. Chrissy Teigen? Wow. You just you're just making stuff That's up. That's such a get. <laughs> the Petite's Feet Cookbook allows cat owners to take part in the dining experience with their cats. From chicken and ramen with tomato honey butter sauce to white fish and asparagus with beurre blanc, the cookbook features recipes that are elevated but easy enough to whip up on a weeknight. Now, I'm going to stop you right there, Fancy Feast and House Chef Amanda Hassner. That does not seem 
easy enough to whip up on a weeknight, but please go on. Each dish was inspired by the small plate restaurant trend and cat food. Also, (laughs) can't forget that cat food. The recipes are for humans. Okay. Not normally something you have to clarify (laughs) in a recipe scenario, but the recipes are for humans, but were created in honor of the dishes you will be serving your cat. Now, um, there's there's more to the press release, but I do want to stop for a second. Fancy Feast Petites are single-serving uh, uh, cat foods that you peel and dump in a bowl. Yep. Do you feel like a cat would watch you whip up some uh, 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 white fish and asparagus with beurre blanc for like an hour and a half? And the cat be like, listen, I appreciate the effort so much, but... How is it that you're just going to like open up a package and dump it into a dirty bowl for me, but you're going to spend this kind of time on a product for you? I feel like there's still an imbalance here. I feel like we haven't rectified what's different between the two of us. I also do like the implication here that like you would do this and sit down to eat and the cat would think, oh, finally, you're joining me in this. Yeah, your cat is not going to enjoy this. You could try to get your cat to, to eat with you. I don't think your cat is How was your day? You. Wait, you where are you going? Try. What's wrong? It, you know, for too long, dogs have had uh, um, just the stranglehold of sitting and eating with their owner. They had Lady in the Tramp. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's what cat owners want here. They want to be able to just share a meal and sit down with their cat, pull out a little magical cloche and just open it up in one dish for you, one dish for the cat. And and this is just something to really just go, this is who I am. And I've gone this far and I'm aware of who I am. And that's why <laughs> I'm comfortable with myself. Nice and I like I love it. the I love the idea. I just don't think a cat, I don't feel like your cat is going to indulge you. I don't feel like you're going to say to your cat, well, it's time to eat together now. That would be the funniest thing, though, is if you do this on, then your cat ghosts you on dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. That will be the, I know cats. I've had cats. That will be the outcome. You're going to get stood up by something that lives in your house. You're going to, here's what's going to happen. You will uh, sit until your food gets cold. And then you'll dump your food and your cat's food in the trash. You will go to bed and your cat will be like, fucking finally, and climb up into the trash and eat all the food. That's cats. That's cats in a nutshell. Now, I will say, though, that this is reminding me very much of the commercials that played when I was a kid where I think it was cat food. They'd put that little puck of cat food onto like a crystal bowl. Oh, yeah. A little leaf on it. I do remember thinking as a kid, like, that looks good. And I think it's all presentation, but. I was interested. These retail for a dollar seven. So come on, you're all, c- come on. Just make two servings of beurre blanc. I don't know if cats can have beurre blanc. Just between you, me, and the Lord Jesus Christ, guys, I don't even know what beurre blanc is exactly. It's something I'm white, not, Justin. It's beurre it's white. Definitely I'm not, a sauce. Yeah, some type of sauce. Um, also, I don't even feel like petite cats is is the style of meal that I would trust. To be like, oh, that's what, you know, I want what a husky cat would want. I want a husky cat. (laughs) (laughs) They already make those. They're just called hungry man meals. And you just rip them up in a microwave with no problem. Now, if your cat saw you doing that, they would think, ah, equal playing ground. Okay, cool. (laughs) What? Let me hit you with this idea where rather than trying harder for to eat with your cat, 
you should be able to try less for everybody. So what I'm suggesting now to you guys is a is an instant microwave meal, like a TV dinner they used to call them, an instant microwave meal where one of the things in it is cat food. Ooh. So you got your, you got your you got your chicken nuggets, you got your brownie, you got your corn that some of the brownie leaked into. That's the best and then corn. You got your cat food right there. Hey everybody, soup's on for all of us. Oh, we're all eating together. And you know Family what? It, it should be uh, Family you can tear it away to be a little separable for the cat or not. You know what I mean? If the cat just wants to hop up there next to you and every yeah. like and you guys just kind of lean your heads down and both eat it out of the bowl, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Good. that's the experience that you're really looking for, right? Of eating out of the bowl together with your cat. That's what yeah. you a cat owner. That's what you want if you are a cat owner or a fan of fancy freaks. Either one. <laughs> now I'm thinking through this now. We are gonna have to be real explicit with the labeling on this. Because yeah. I have eaten some chocolate puddings in uh kid cuisines that are indistinguishable from uh from from cat food. So that that would be it uh, won't kill bit, you. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fine. It'd be almost like, you know, they do those mystery candies or the mystery yes. candies. Like, which, which one's cat food? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's our, guys, that's our tagline. You'll never guess which one's cat food. <laughs> you guess which one's cat food, we'll send you a coupon for another one. Double or, and then it's double or nothing. We'll send you two the next time you get it. Hey, uh, Ron, thank you so much for joining us uh, for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Um, where can people find more of your of your great work? Oh, well, I'm going back on tour on the road. I've been going to Salt Lake City and Austin, Texas, and a couple other places, Phoenix, Arizona. So go to ronfunches.com for those dates, and then just follow me in most places at Ron Funches or Ron Funch on Instagram. Please check out Chop 420 on Discovery Plus on 420. And then I have the Golden Arm movie coming out April 30th. So please. Travis, what about you? Oh, um, I'm, I'm on Twitch, too. The Travis McRoy on Twitch. It's fun. That's a thing I like doing. But mostly I'm here, Justin, with you. Yeah, that's true. I just want to give you the chance to plug, you know, if you got anything cooking. Um, uh, we've uh, probably got some new merch. No, I don't think so. No new merch in the store. Uh, thanks for uh, ha- hanging in there with us through this weird time. Uh, uh, all the finale of the Adventure Zone graduation is live now. If you've been waiting until it ended to start it, this is your moment to go back and uh, listen to the entire thing. We got a graphic novel coming out July 13th, Sea Adventure Zone, uh, Crystal Kingdom. And then we got a podcasting book called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. And that's out now. You don't have to wait for that one. I have it's it. It's available wherever. Fine. What? I have that book. Wow. Thanks, Ron. That's really nice. Wow. What a lift. Didn't say he read it, but it is nice that he has it. I don't read many th- books, no. I hear you. Yeah, you could have lied. I wouldn't quiz you. Thanks so much to Ron Funches. <laughs> <laughs> Did Travis, Travis, do you have a, a final Yahoo for us? I do, actually. Fantastic. Okay, here, this one uh, is sent in by the prospector Merritt Palmer, uh, and it is asked by uh, Anonymous, and the question is, what animal is Donald Duck? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Ron Funches. This has been my brother, my brother, me, kiss your dad, school. Where on the lips? It's bad with you. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.